Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in. It is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. My name is Patrick Allen. Welcome to the Thursday show, everybody. Just me today. So apologies in advance. Uh, but we're going to get into it. I got a really fun show planned today. Really excited about this one. Wanted to do it. I, frankly, I would have liked to have done it when the schedule came out. But as you know, I was in Cancun. So sorry, not sorry. Um, but yeah, I want to predict the, uh, the, the schedule. Um, we've talked about the schedule since I've been back from vacation a little bit. Not a ton. Uh, a little bit with Matt Verderam last week. So we kind of dove in a little bit, looked at some different stretches of the season. But I kind of really wanted to do just a big blowout schedule prediction show so that that way, as we go through the season, I can either point back to all the stuff that I predicted that I was right about and rub it in everybody's face, or you all get to take me to task about all the things that I was wrong about throughout the course of the season. So uh, you guys got to hold me accountable. It's going to be fun. But the first thing we got to do before we get to all of that is you guys that are watching on YouTube have to hit that like button. You got to start commenting. I'd love this to be a really interactive show. So let's get as many Chiefs fans in here as possible. Our show numbers have been great uh, the last few weeks, which is surprising. It is the off season. We understand you all have lives. It's starting to get nice out too. So uh, I know some of you are trying to get outside. It's a little cold here in Chicago today, though. Had a really nice day a couple of days ago, and now we're back in the 60s, but not for long. Uh, shout out to uh, Chiefer. Uh, 65 toss power trap all hell aa appreciate you what's up evan appreciate you my guy evan out there in the chat okay so a lot to get to today not a ton of news happening um so we are going to get into the schedule thing relatively quickly also there's a lot of games and and a lot to talk about in each of those games so it's going to be fun please interact in the chat let me know if you think i'm right let me know if you think i'm wrong let me know what you think I'm missing as I'm kind of taking an, an overarching look at these games. I'd love to hear all of your thoughts out there in Chiefs land. All right. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about today before we get into the schedule talk is, of course, OTAs are underway. The Chiefs are starting to practice. You know, it's, it's easy to kind of ignore this part of the calendar because it's not training camp. Um, but this is a really important time. This is when it all starts. For the Chiefs, right? You got a lot of new faces coming in. The rookies have already had their rookie mini camp. You get some free agents. Obviously, the, the Patrick Mahomes is going to have two new tackles on his offensive line. So this is good. This is an important time where guys can start feeling each other out, start building bonds, and you know they get their hands on the playbook. They get to start you know learning from Andy, learning all this stuff. And it's the start of hopefully for the Chiefs another championship run. And that should be exciting for everybody in the Chiefs kingdom. It's already started. The season is already here. We just um, just have to navigate through the rest of the spring and the summer. Um, but, you know, that means that the players all get back together. The media is going to be there. They're covering things. And that means guys are heading up to the podium. And yesterday, the GOAT, number 15, Patrick Mahomes took the podium. And he said a couple of things 
that I thought were pretty interesting. Uh, two comments. I've got a conspiracy first that or, or last that I'll get to, but I'll go with the big sort of headline thing he said first. Uh, shout out to some more of our uh, listeners and, and viewers in the chat. Shout out to, to Dion from Pensacola. Okay, so you got some better, probably a little bit better weather down there than I do up here in Chicago. Uh, Jerome says, man, that is a win-win. Patrick wins on bold picks and gets, yeah, right? It's, win, it's a win for everybody. If I get the picks right, I get to gloat. So it's a win for me. And I'm, I picked the Chiefs to win a lot. So you guys will win too. Uh, and if I'm wrong, well, then you get to take me to task. Okay, so back to Mahomes. So Mahomes takes the podium. And, you know, all this stuff has been going on in the offseason with Lamar Jackson getting his contract. Burroughs, like all, everybody's going to start getting paid. And the Mahomes contract just looks better and better and better. Remember, he signed like a 10-year contract, half a billy. He's doing great. But the contract is a, is a great bargain for the Chiefs. It's structured in such a way that they're able to kick money down the road if they want to in any given year by converting Patrick's um, his his uh, his base salary into bonuses, um, and that's the, and because it's such a long contract, they're able to do that without too much pain, at least at first. Now they've been really smart about that and haven't done it a ton, um, which is just a, a credit to Brett Veach and, and the the folks in the front office who do all the salary cap stuff. But it's a really great contract. And look, with any contract, what happens? The longer you have the contract, other guys come along. They they go. You set the standard. And then other guys want to break that standard, even if they're not necessarily better players than you. They're pretty good, right? The Josh Allens, the Joe Burrows, you know, they come along. They want to get paid. Their agent wants to, to keep nudging the bar higher and higher and higher so all the quarterbacks can get as much money as possible. So as each year goes by, Patrick Mahomes' contract looks better and better. So now the questions are starting in about, well, hey, man, I mean, now you just won your second Super Bowl, your second league MVP, your second Super Bowl MVP. You've been a five straight hosted five straight AFC championship games. When are you going to start asking for more money? Right. That's where the media is going to go. And that's look, that's a, that's a fair question, right? He's far and away the best quarterback in the league. It's not a discussion. It's not close from a talent standpoint and from a resume standpoint. Now that Brady's out of the league, it's Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So, these are fair questions, even if we kind of don't like him as fans, because we're like, shut up, man. Like, he's got a good contract. Um, so uh, he gets asked this question, and I'm, I got his quote here. I'm going to pull it up for you. So Mahomes says, I've always said I worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment. We'll see what's going on around the league, but at the same time, I'll never do anything that's going to hurt us from keeping the great players around me. So it's kind of teetering around that line. So let me break that down a little bit. Obviously, GOAT comment from the GOAT quarterback. You love to hear it if you're a Chiefs fan. You love to hear him talking about wanting to continue to focus on his legacy, right? Focus on his legacy, win rings in Kansas City. He's the most famous NFL player in the league. He's one of the most famous athletes in all of the world. He's won two Super Bowls. He's got endorsements left and right just mountains and mountains of money, I'm sure. And he's got the the smarts and the foresight to understand that it's 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 about winning for him. You know, he 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 says, I, I've got more money than, I, I, he said, I'm, I'm going to have more money than I, I'm ever going to need. I'm set for life, basically, is what he said in the press conference. But I'm, 
it wasn't just that. He, I mean, he's not going out there and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to play for, you know, the the veteran minimum so that we can just get as many good players in here as possible. He's he's not an idiot. right? He knows his value. And he said as much in the press conference. He said that he's in constant contact with the Chiefs and his agent. There's an ongoing dialogue. They have a great relationship. And Patrick's not a he's not going to he's not going to get clowned, right? Like he's not going to be like the 25th highest paid quarterback in the NFL just because he wants to win. He's going to get paid fair value for his skills. He's probably always going to be in the top 5, maybe top 10 depending on certain situations of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league and and the highest paid players in the league cuz he's a quarterback. Um and I like that. It just shows who Patrick Mahomes is as a person. What's up, Tone? Um, he's he's very smart. The way that he carries himself, the way that he speaks to the media, the way that he talks after games, talks about his teammates, like all of those things that you see on a day-to-day basis, being a fan of the Chiefs and being a fan of Patrick Mahomes, there's never any issues with Patrick Mahomes. There's never any drama with Patrick Mahomes. And he's got a great relationship with the team. And he seems to have just a really good perspective on things, which is that, yeah, like I'm not an idiot. I should make a lot of money. And as, as other guys make more money, like I don't want to be sitting here making less than Kirk Cousins or something, right? Like that would be preposterous. That's not fair. It's not right. It doesn't mean I don't want to win, but I still want to get paid. But at the same time, I'm not going to be one of these players who's like, I ha- I'm the best I have to be the best every year, no matter what, Re- you know, regardless of what it does to my team and, and the potential fortunes of, of my teammates and my team. And that is, to me, the perfect mix of what you're looking for, a competitive person who's intelligent, who knows their value, and also understands that legacy, that he's at a, he's at a legacy builder now. For some guys out there, like, you know, I mentioned Kirk Cousins earlier, right? For Kirk Cousins, the pinnacle for a guy like that would be to win a Super Bowl. Man, if he reaches the mountaintop, he wins a Super Bowl. Amazing career for, for a guy like Kirk Cousins, who's who's a good quarterback, but not a great quarterback, right? Derek Carr. If Derek Carr could win a Super Bowl, like guys like that. Then you've got guys like, you know, Josh Allen, who, you know, it would be it would be terrible if Josh Allen, he's so good if he retired and never won a Super Bowl, if you're a fan of Josh Allen um, or a fan of the Buffalo Bills, right? For him, that right now, winning one Super Bowl is just so, so important to cementing him as, as, as a great quarterback. But he's got to get over that hump. Or he's got to you know go the Marino route and play forever and rack up tons of stats um, and, and try to get into the Hall of Fame that way. And then you have this whole different tier, the God tier, the goat tier, which is Mahomes. And and now he's got number two. And at the age that he has it at, he's smart enough to know that like, man, like I've got, I've got a really unique opportunity here. I've still got Andy Reid. I still have Travis Kelsey at near the top of his powers, but I won't for much longer. So I want to win as many Super Bowls as I can. Because, you know, we, we talk about this on the show a lot that like there was like a 10 year stretch where Brady and the Patriots didn't win a Super Bowl. And then, you know, he he tied, I think he tied or surpassed, this is where he missed having Verterum. He surpassed Montana. He surpassed Montana in the back half of his career and that last little run that they had. So 
for Mahomes, this next one would be a big one for him because now he's getting in rare, rare air with only a handful of quarterbacks. So he gets it. And, and you guys are you're, you're signing off in, in the comments. Jay Ward is right. Couldn't have asked for a better person to be the face of the franchise. No on-field drama like Josh Allen either, starting fights and walking away. It's, it's really true, Jay Ward. Like, he's not... He's not not competitive. Like, you know, he does his like cocky little like, you know, counting where he was ranked in the NFL 100. Like some of those things. There's Petty Pat, right? Petty Patrick Mahomes. But there's just no like he's respectful of his of his opponents always. And the dude never takes the bait, right? Like we've seen other guys, you know, Tyron Matthew and um, Juan Thornhill, other Chiefs players getting on Twitter and like, you know, as fans were like, come on, just cut it out, man. Like nobody, we don't want to, don't do it. Don't do it. We, we don't need the extra stuff or Juju Smith Schuster, you know, after the Super Bowl, it's like, dude, shut up. Just don't just, it's, that's never going to happen with Mahomes. It's never, it's never going to happen. If it hasn't happened yet, as young as he was where he's at now, he's, he's a, got, you know, two children, two Super Bowl. Like this is it, man. This is the guy. And, uh, and, and Schieffer says it right. Lucky equals blessed. We are lucky to have him. Um, what's up, Albert Sutherland? Who Day Nation sends our regards. Uh, yeah, man, I've got uh, my guy, Ohio State alum, Chris Olave, on my fantasy team. I hope you guys have a good offensive season this year. So, I mean, that's it with Mahomes. He's the, the Chiefs fans are so lucky. I mean, you want to talk about hitting the lottery. You could say that about getting like a Josh Allen or Lamar, like these really talented players. The Chiefs hit like the, the mega millions jackpot like five times in a row with Patrick Mahomes. And we've had good players on the team before with the Chiefs, right? But nobody like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he is just at, transcendent. He's transcendent. And it's awesome that that is where his head's at. After You know, after all the success he's had, like, could you blame him if he walked up there and was like, yeah, man, I won y'all two Super Bowls, two MVPs. We're in the AFC Championship game every year. I want to be the high, like, I want my money. I want my money. Nobody could blame him. You couldn't blame him, but he's too smart for that. And that's why he's just so awesome to root for and so easy to root for. And I've even seen fans of other teams talk about Patrick Mahomes, a Broncos fan on my Twitter feed today. I was trolling the Broncos a little bit uh, yesterday and, and he responded to the joke and, and, and he mentioned, he's like, it's, it's even more frustrating that Patrick Mahomes is so likable as an opposing fan. And I get it. I, it would drive me nuts too. Uh, thankfully, it, it doesn't have to. A um, couple more comments from the chat. Uh, our guy Tone B says, what's up, fam? Um, yeah, you just couldn't have asked for a better player. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. So the second part of the Mahomes comments that I want to talk about is my conspiracy theory. And we've talked about it on the show. Legereus needs coming up for a contract. Is he going to be around? And the consensus and like when I've talked with Verderam is kind of like, eh, probably not like he's good, but the chiefs, they, they they've drafted a ton of, of DBs in the last couple of years. 
They don't like to spend a lot of money there. They've had a lot of success with cheaper guys in the, uh, you know, in the draft and free agencies and developing DBs. So do they want to open up the pocketbook for a guy like Snead when they've let other guys walk? Uh, you know, a Traverius Ward, they let him walk. The thing about Snead, in my opinion, is that he brings something to this. He's so multiple. I mean, you know, he's a little bit of a bigger guy, but he's probably one of the best tacklers on the defense. He's a willing tackler, which is really important for this position where you're often dealing with smaller guys who are looking down at a running back and, and they don't want anything to do with it, right? He's also a good blitzer for them and can get sacks. So he's a really valuable player, I think, in this defense and for the kind of defense that Steve Spagnuolo wants to run, which is exotic and with multiple looks. So is this a guy you pay when you've already got to pay Chris Jones and Mahomes needs to have his contract evaluated? Well, here's what Mahomes said. He said, if you look at the greats in the league, they find the right spot where they're getting paid a lot of money, but at the same time, they're keeping a lot of these great players around. I understand that you look at a team and you've got guys like Chris, meaning Chris Jones, and Sneed, Legarius Sneed, and even Travis. All these guys that you need to keep around you if you have to have great teams. But at the same time, you want to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Again, we've already talked about it. Mahomes is smart. He's not an idiot. He's going to get paid fairly and well. But the fact that he mentioned Legereus Needon. And let me know in the chat. I'm interested to know what you guys think about this and what it means or if it means anything. Um, he mentioned Sneed specifically along with Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. Now, could it be a coincidence? Sure. He might know that Sneed's got a contract coming up. Brett Veach isn't an idiot. He's probably talking to, to Patrick about any sort of major moves that they do because he's the franchise. So it's, you know, or he could have just talked to Legereus and Legereus like, I want to get paid. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of different ways where this could be a coincidence. But I'm not so sure, man. Um, I'm not so sure. The fact that he mentioned Legereus need specifically in the same breath as those two other guys would indicate to me that he realizes that Legereus need is important to this team. Um, that is very important to this team. That's that's an indicator. Right. When you're mentioning a guy like that. So let me know what you guys think in the chat. I think it could be an indication that the Chiefs are going to try to keep Legereus Need. Doesn't mean that they're going to. But if you've got Patrick Mahomes sitting up the podium talking about his money, he's talking about his money and he's saying, I want to get my money, but I know how important it is to have guys like Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, and Legereus Sneed. On my team, he know, he definitely knows the importance of having a good defense because he knows he can score. So he knows he just needs a defense that can hold a team down and in, into hopefully the low twenties. I think it's telling. Um, I'm gonna look in the chat see if anybody's got any opinions out there. Um, not seeing any reactions to the sneak comments, but let me know. Let me know. And shout out to, to Jay Ward for uh, who's been a member of the Arrowhead Attic podcast by the way for 16 months. My man. Part of the starting 11. Shout out to, to, to producer Richard behind the scenes. Absolutely can't do this show without Richard, especially when I'm here by myself. Um, and, and we're going to see Richard a little bit later in the show. So that's another tease for you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in what's going to happen. Jerome says, wonder if Legereus Sneed is a locker room blessing. Um, St uh, Steven says, I think a big reason they might not is the type of injury Sneed is that. Yeah, there's been some injuries. I mean, that's 
that's a concern. Jay Ward says, if we have an, even a top 10 to 15 defense, it's over for the league. Yeah, man, they're really hard to beat. They're really hard to beat when they have that. So, look, man, I think it's telling that that's what Mahomes said, that he mentioned Legereus Sneed, and I think you should keep an eye on, and don't be surprised if Legereus Sneed gets paid. Um, don't be surprised. Because you got a guy up there talking about his own money, and he mentions Legereus Sneed with two future Hall of Famers. All right, um, we're going to get to our predictions. Make sure you hit that like button. Let's get some more Chiefs fans in here. Let's go on the wild ride that's going to be the 2023 NFL season for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're all over the place. They're all over prime time. They're playing in Germany. It's going to be a blast. We're going we're gonna to break down every game. Before we do, I just want to let you know, if you want to become a member of the Arrowhead Attic podcast community, check out the link in the description below. Check out the link for our swag shop. If you want to get outfitted with, I was rocking the Arrowhead Attic podcast, Adidas golf cap, all vacation long in Cancun. Great beach hat, great pool bar hat. Highly recommend. If you're going somewhere this summer for a little vacation, check it out. Um, Okay. And one last thing before we get to it all, uh, I got to let you know that um, we got a special deal with Caesars Sportsbook um, as of today, actually. So uh, Chiefs fans, Uh, This offer from Caesars, you don't want to miss it. It's for new customers, and they can get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,250. All you have to do is use our code AROWFULL. That's A-R-R-O-W-F-U-L-L at sign up. Uh, If you use our code AROWFULL, you will not only have your first bet uh, insured, but you'll also be directly supporting the podcast. So if you haven't signed up for Caesars Sportsbook yet, and I know a lot of people haven't, Join and use our code AROWFUL and drop your first bet. We got NBA games coming up. The finals are coming up. Great opportunity if you're interested in that. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and over and physically present in a legal betting gambling state. So please remember to always gamble responsibly and check out the description and full terms of the offer in the description below. All right, boys and girls, let's get into it. Let's predict the Chiefs season. I worked on this all morning long. Uh, I hope you, uh, I, I'm just, I'm ready to have a dialogue. Like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about these games. Um, uh, Chiefer says, nice to hear someone take this angle on Sneed. Yeah, agreed. Um, Jay Ward says, it's only uh, it's only late May as well. Still need to extend Jones and hopefully Sneed. Probably won't happen until late June or sometime in July. Yeah, I mean, that's the story. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. What's up, KCDC? Welcome. Welcome to the chat. All right, let's let's predict the Chiefs schedule. Let's do it. Sound off in the comments. If you think I'm wrong, let me know. Uh, if you've got if you think you see it going a different way, let me know what you think. All right, week one. We're kicking things off in sept- on September 7th on Thursday, right? It's the Chiefs. They won the Super Bowl. That's what you want, man. You want to be playing uh in that first game of the season on a Thursday as the Super Bowl champions. So the Chiefs will have the attention of the entire NFL world. Uh, so it's Thursday, September 7th, 8.20 p.m. versus Detroit. And, uh, of course, these are Eastern times, these games. Um, so, look, man, I'll, I said it last week. I'll say it again. I thought this was a weird decision to kick off the season. I think Chiefs-Bengals would have been an absolute banger for an opener. Uh, the lines are interesting. It's not. It's not shade on the lines, but look, they started one and six last year. They did finish eight and two, so they were nine and eight on the season. Um, and they had a lot of close losses as well. 
they lost to three uh, by three to Philly, four to the Vikings, three to the Seahawks, four to Miami, and three to Buffalo. Uh, so it's one of those seasons where like they could have been a playoff team if a few things went their way. Um, obviously, you got to look at the quarterback in this matchup, Jared Goff. He's had an epic duel with Mahomes in the past when Sean McVay was his coach. That was a very different team. This is an explosive offense that they have in Detroit. It's a team on the rise. They've got some exciting young players. And Goff, like, you know, he had some down seasons there, was throwing a lot of picks, but he's not a bum, but he's not great either. Uh, he had a very good year last year, 4,300 yards, 29 touchdowns, seven picks. But that's close to a career year for him. You know, that's 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 like the tops for Jared Goff. Um, and so I think the question you got to ask is, like, can he do it again? Can he do it against the Chiefs in the opener at Arrowhead? I'm not so sure. I, I, I could see him having another solid season, but he's a, he's a solid guy. He's a solid guy. Is he going to ever make that leap and be great? I don't know. Is he ever going to be the reason you win? Probably not more often than not. So um, let's take a look. I mean, as far as the defense, like they're working on it over there. They've got Aiden Hutchinson. I think for this matchup, that's the thing that concerns me the most. It makes me the most worried is the Chiefs are rolling in. They've got two new tackles. Aiden Hutchinson is an absolute monster, and now he's in his second year. So he could cause some problems for the Chiefs, and the, and the Lions have a an explosive enough offense that they could try to hang with the Chiefs if the Chiefs struggle or Hutchinson's able to blow up a drive or two. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs are raising a banner at Arrowhead, and I just think they're going to be too much for the Lions. I, I see it being close early, early season jitters, all that stuff. You don't really know what the other team's going to do, um, but I think the Chiefs pull away late. Chiefs 30 Lions 23. Much respect to the Lions and what they're trying to build out there, but I would have rather seen the Chiefs play the Bengals in the opener. Uh, so I got the Chiefs at 1-0, beating the, beating the Lions. You always got to watch out in that first game. When the Chiefs sucked, I always used to say that uh, I hope that they played a hard team in week one because week one's wonky. And you just, you know, people are coming with new game plans, new personnel, all that stuff. So, you know, it takes a while for, for things to settle down. So the Chiefs do have to be on their guard. They got to be careful. This is a quality opponent, but I just don't think they're losing. Jerome says Casey on Thursday has a W, 35 to 20. I like that score. That would be a little less nerve-wracking than, than the one that I've got. All right. So let's move on to week two. It's a playoff rematch between the Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chiefs are going to be on the road, first road game of the season. Their only true noon kick or one o'clock game. Uh Sunday, September 17th, week two at Jacksonville. So his first road game of the year is going to be hot down in Jacksonville. Still mid-September, still feeling like summer out there. But the Chiefs have the Jaguars number. Uh, they beat them 27-20 to 20 in the playoffs, and Mahomes was on one leg. Um, and 27-17 to 17 in the regular season last year, and Mahomes on one leg and Chad Henney combined to beat these guys in a playoff game. So I think there's still a pretty big gulf between, you know, the Chiefs. Again, the Jaguars, like the Lions, are another team on the upswing. They have a, a better quarterback than the Lions, obviously, and Trevor Lawrence. Um, and and that's where the danger lies, I think, in this game. You know, it's the first first road game. It's going to be hot. So Chiefs have to watch out for that. Uh, but they'll be practicing all summer in the heat, so it shouldn't be too surprising. Uh, but they're still probably getting their conditioning, you know, their game conditioning. Uh, Lawrence and this offense are dangerous. So the Chiefs do have to be careful 
it's it's not a trap game because the Jaguars are good, but it is a game that the Chiefs should win, and but they could lose if they're not careful. They just got to be careful. They got to take care of their business, take care of the football. The Jaguars showed their resilience and their playoff comeback against the Chargers. I know it's the Chargers, and the Chargers are going to charge her, but that was impressive by the Jaguars, but I just don't think they're ready. Maybe later in the season they're a little bit more formidable, but formidable, but in this matchup, I don't think the Jaguars' defense can contain the Chiefs' passing attack. That, I think, ends up being the difference, but a little closer than maybe you might have thought. Chiefs 27, Jaguars 24. Chiefs escape the heat with another victory, and they start 2-0. and um, Halbert says, but wait, everyone says the Jags gave the Chiefs all they wanted in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't watch the game. Um, if Mahomes wasn't on, I mean, they, they let Chad Henney go 98 yards on him, for God's sake. Um, and, and Andy has a little something for his, his, his mentee, Dougie P, says, Brad, yeah, we're going to get to that game in a little bit. Okay, so the Chiefs are 2-0. and It's week three, and they're heading, uh, they're, they're heading back to Arrowhead on Sunday, September 24th at 4.25 p.m. Eastern, so 3.25 kick at Arrowhead for the Chicago Bears. Um, don't need to talk a lot about this one. I'm here in Chicago. I get a lot of the Bears coverage in the media. I'm rooting for Justin Fields. He's an Ohio State guy. But I just – like the Bears should be better. But that's – I mean, they won three games last season, so that isn't saying much. Chicago's defense is atrocious last year, and Justin Fields can't throw the ball, and the Chiefs are at home. Uh, I can see the Chiefs honestly using this as kind of a scrimmage to get ready for the other mobile quarterbacks that they're going to face this season, like Josh Allen and, and Jalen Hurts, maybe Lamar Jackson and the playoffs, uh, because there's. No, I don't think there's going to be very much fear of Justin Fields throwing the ball on him. Look, he's, he, if he wants to be good, he has to develop that part of the game. I'm sure he's been working on it like, like crazy. He just hasn't been able to do it at the NFL level yet. I don't see him doing it against Steve Spagnuolo and the Chiefs defense. Um, Tungsten says 17 and 0, baby. I'm going to fanboy out. God bless you. Uh, so, yeah, I don't see it happening for the Bears in this one. Uh, my prediction is I, I think Fields will, he'll, you know, he'll rip off a couple of annoying runs that'll, that'll bother us all during the course of the game because um, he's incredibly talented and athletic with the ball in his hands. But I think the Chiefs score at will in this one. Bears defense isn't there yet. Chiefs 41, Bears 20. So there's your first blowout of the season. Ronald says Chiefs 28, Bears 17. Um, Brad says, I hope this isn't our indie loss, no napping. No way. I, I can't. I mean, they well, they lost to Indy last year, and Indy was not good. <laughs> but I just don't see it happening. Um this early the Chiefs were going remember the early last season they were going through a lot a lot of changes a lot of rookies a lot of new faces new offensive philosophy all that I don't see it happening this season they're going to be ready for prime time from week one okay so three and oh Chiefs start three and oh it's week four Sunday October 1st uh 8 20 p.m eastern at the New York Jets so 7 20 Sunday night football week four three and oh Chiefs taken on Aaron Rodgers in the Jets. This is the long-awaited duel between Mahomes and Rodgers. It finally arrives. The first time they were supposed to play, Mahomes was injured. Uh, the second time they were supposed to play, Rodgers had COVID. So it just hasn't happened. Uh, and God, that game was ugly anyway. I'm glad Rodgers didn't play. Chiefs might have lost. Remember, they almost lost to, to Jordan Love. It was ugly. Ugly game. Um, what's up, Ronald? Watching this live, my man. Uh, okay. So... Look, 
the Jets have a lot to like. They got a strong defense led by Sauce Gardner. They got weapons on offense and, and Brees Hall, who's going to be coming back from a serious injury, and another Ohio State guy for me and, and fantasy teammate, Garrett Wilson, uh, who had a really good season as a rookie last year with positively nobody to throw him the football. Um, like the addition of, of Rodgers should make this a playoff team or a playoff contending team. But at the same time, there's a lot of hype around the Jets. Look, man, Rodgers is 39. He's coming off his worst season as a starter. He was worse than, you know, he had worse numbers than Jared Goff last year. He threw his most interceptions with 12 since the 2008 season and the second most of his career. He had his worst quarterback rating of his career since becoming a starter last year. So, look, would it, be, it would be foolish to think that Rodgers is completely washed after what we saw Tom Brady do in his last year in New England. Go, go look at Tom Brady's last year in New England, and everybody's like, he's done. And then he goes to Tampa Bay with a better team, beats the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, has outrageous season, has another good season after that. So, look, Rodgers is still dangerous. I'm sure he's just a couple. He's just a season away from from back to back MVPs, uh, and he's got a much better team around him in New York. But 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 he is old and he is coming off a bad season. So you just don't really know exactly how it's going to play off play out. Is his play declined? Is he declining, or is he just like checked out of the Packers? Probably a little bit of both. Uh, the Jets' offense had no quarter. I mentioned it earlier. No quarterback last year, um, uh, but their offense was still absolutely atrocious. I think they challenged for a playoff spot, um, but I don't think the addition of Old Man Rogers makes them as scary as everyone thinks they will be, especially in a really competitive division in the AFC East. My prediction here is a tough road challenge for the Chiefs in prime time. A lot of hype. It's going to be the crowd's going to be lit in New York. But I think Kansas City's, you know, they've played in a ton of big games, a ton of big games. They're coming off a Super Bowl win. They're not going to blink at going to New York to face a, a 39-year-old quarterback and the Jets. Chiefs keep rolling. Chiefs 24, Jets 21. It's close. Probably gets uglied up a little bit. Um, but I think the Chiefs win it. Albert says, I might go to that game. Oh, that would be awesome, man. Ronald says, Patrick, I meant I'm watching Jets Chiefs live. Well, well, great, but you're watching this live too, my man. Um, that's yeah, that's that's a good game. That's a good ticket. Uh, I imagine those are not cheap right now. Uh, Jerome says Benny and the Jets go down. Uh, Ronald says Chiefs 27, Jets 20. Uh, so not too far off my prediction. All right, so the Chiefs are four and zero. We're heading into Week Five. Great start to the season. It's Sunday. It's October eighth. It's a 425 Eastern, 325 Arrowhead kick at the Minnesota Vikings. This is the game. When I looked at the Chiefs' schedule in its totality, this is the game and the early slate of games that I, I think I'm the most worried about. It's not the Jets. It's not the Jaguars. It's the Vikings. Uh, and, and it's mainly because Justin Jefferson is just an absolute monster. You, you guys hear me talk about on the podcast all the time about game wreckers. Uh, this guy, he can wreck a game. He's that good. And the Chiefs are on the road for the second straight week. And as far as my predictions go, they're coming off an emotional win over Rodgers and the Jets in prime time. They're going to Minnesota. Um, you know, and at this point, they're 4-0, and the Super Bowl repeat talk has probably started to begin with the national media. So distractions are creeping in, right? Because the Chiefs come out of the gate, and they beat, beat a playoff team and the Jaguars, and then they go to New York, and they take care of Aaron Rodgers. And 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 upstart lions, and so you're going to have that that oh you know the Chiefs they're the best they may they'll probably be atop the power rankings you know so some of those distractions start to creep in so that's a worry here 
Um, and look, man, I mean, th- this is a good, this is a good Vikings team. It's not a great Vikings team. Um, but I think, you know, you get the first quarter of the season in the books, guys are starting to get a little banged up and, and teams are starting to make adjustments to what the chiefs are doing right now. We've got uh, four games worth of, of tape on whatever mad scientist crap Andy Reid was cooking up in the offseason. Um, so I think this one could be a slog for the Chiefs. And the Vikings have a great home atmosphere uh, and terrific fans. One of my favorite teams to watch on TV. I've never been to, to a stadium in person, but you know they got that the Viking horn thing. It's just great. They have good fans, um, passionate team, and, and some good players out there. But I think uh, you know the Vikings, they won a lot of close games and shootouts last year. Their offense is strong, but their defense is not. I'm sure they made some moves to address that this offseason. I don't think it's going to be enough against the Chiefs. I see a similar outcome here. Chiefs in a nail-biter. Chiefs 30, Vikings 27. Chiefs moved to 5-0 and on the season in my predictions here. Let's go to the chat. Ronald says Chiefs 38, 31 Vikes. Just cannot see that defense stop us. That's where I'm at with them, man. I, I just don't think that defense is going to be able to stop the Chiefs. Jay Ward says, I love Jefferson. Uh, but we should blow out the Vikes. Their defense is pretty bad unless it's improved, not to mention Cousins plays outside of the 1 p.m. window. That's true. It's not technically a primetime game, but it's going to be a late window game, probably only competing against one or two other games, and they're going to be all over the country in that late slot. Uh, Kirk does not like the spotlight, but he's going to have it against Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs pull it out, but I think it's a close one. I think it's going to be a tough game for the Chiefs. I can't can't blow everybody out. Um, all right, let's make sure we hit those like buttons. Let's get some Chiefs fans in here. Tweet it out if you got a Twitter, uh, and let's let's predict this Chiefs schedule. Okay, so they're five and zero. It's Week Six, Thursday night. So we got the fir- the short week game coming up here at eight eight fifteen p.m. seven fifteen Arrowhead time versus the Denver Broncos at Arrowhead. So the Chiefs after two road games against two quality opponents, two uh, you know playoff caliber opponents. The Chiefs get home to Arrowhead undefeated to take on to welcome Sean Payton to the AFC West for his first game against the Chiefs as the head coach of the Broncos. We know about the streak the Chiefs have over the Broncos. They own this franchise. Patrick Mahomes has never lost to them. Look, I think Russell Wilson's going to be playing better under Sean Payton. How much better? I, I, I don't know, man. It couldn't get much worse than Nathaniel Hackett. I think this is the first true trap game for the Chiefs. The Broncos are catching them on a short week. They're undefeated. Super Bowl repeat talk, all that shit. A couple of emotional wins on the road. But I, you know, and I think the Broncos are going to come into this game three and two. I think they'll have wins. They'll, I think they will be improved. I think they'll have wins over the Raiders and the Commanders and the Bears. And I think they'll lose to Miami and the Jets on their way to this game. Casey's coming in, coming in five and zero. Oh, uh, so it's a it's a massive game for the for the Donkeys because. They're three and two. The Chiefs are five and zero. Oh. If they win this one, they're right in there in the AFC West race with a win over the Chiefs. If they lose, they're three and three. The Chiefs are six and zero, oh, and it's looking like an awfully large hill to climb to try to get back in the race to win the West. Uh, it, this just has all the makings of an ugly slugfest. But the Chiefs are at home. It's prime time. Chiefs eke it out. Chiefs twenty. Broncos seventeen. The Broncos always play them hard. Sean Payton, I do think, is a good coach. I think we'll have Russell Wilson playing better and running around. Um, Brad says, Broncos are always a crap game. Oh, you said trap game. It is always a crap game, usually, with the Broncos. Every once in a while, the Chiefs blow them out, but they usually make it ugly. 
They know the personnel well. They're frustrated. They're sick of losing to the Chiefs. So could the Chiefs blow them out? Absolutely. They could blow anybody out at any time. But that's that first divisional game uh, of the year for the Chiefs. I, I just, given the schedule before that, I think it's tough. But I think they pull it out. All right, so good news, everybody. The Chiefs are 6-0. and uh, I don't know if you guys saw this coming with my predictions or if you had them at 6-0 and at this point, but I do. And it's week seven, Sunday, October 22nd, 425 Eastern kick, 325 Arrowhead time, and it's the first game against the Chargers. So the Chiefs luck out here and that their first two games – of the, uh, the divisional slate are at home. They're at Arrowhead. <clears throat> and it's it's and against the two teams, I think, that are the biggest threat to them. So Los Angeles comes to town. Uh, the Chargers are going to be entering this game coming off uh, a Monday night football tilt against the Cowboys, which I think they're going to lose, by the way. So they're going to be on short rest, whereas the Chiefs will be coming off a long break, having last played on Thursday night football against the Broncos. So if the Chiefs get take care of business on that Thursday night game against the Broncos... They get a nice long rest. Andy gets a little bit of extra time to prepare as they go to face a, a formidable, po, formidable foe in the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers, though, do have a bye week early. They have the early bye week in week five, so it's possible uh, that they could do a little extra prep for the Chiefs during that bye week before they play the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. I'm sure they will. Um, and despite the short week, I think the Chargers are going to come in relatively fresh and well-prepared. So I don't think it's a huge advantage for the Chiefs, but if somebody gets banged up on the Chargers on that Monday night game, it gives them one less day to kind of get rehab and get ready to get back on the field. So it's certainly a little bit of an advantage for the Chiefs. I think the Chargers come into this game of very Chargers, three and two, having uh, just lost to the Cowboys. I think, look, I think they're pretty much running it back this season. I expect the usual Chiefs Chargers nail biter complete with you know Mike Williams, Moss and Chiefs DBs and driving us all out of our minds. Uh, but I think the usual outcome is is what we're going to see here because the Chiefs are at home. They're rolling at this point. They're 6-0. and I think they once again eke out a win over the Chargers. Chiefs 17, Chargers 16. How about that score? It's an ugly one. It's a close one, but it's Chiefs Chargers. It always is. Um, uh, Ronald uh, says, uh, same thought, Patrick, slugfest. Um, Jay Ward says, even when we were up 28 to nothing, Last season, they came back. He's talking about the Broncos. We never blow them out. We blow out the Raiders. True. Um, uh, Ronald letting people know what they missed. Um, and then Jerome says, many buy chargers and trouble. Many buy indeed. Yeah, I like. I think it's, I just think it's that typical Chiefs chargers game where like we're hoping we have the ball last. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, stumble early. They've got a strong defense. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. But yeah, I got the Chiefs winning it. So they move to 7-0, and and they turn around. This is a really interesting stretch for the Chiefs because they play three divisional games in a row in the middle of the season in October, and they go right back and they play the Broncos in Denver. So week eight, Sunday, October 29th, 425 Eastern kick, 325 Arrowhead time at Denver at Mile High. So look, this is a stretch for the Chiefs that I think is like it's they're not the hardest teams, but it's an emotional stretch of games. You go on the road Sunday night football to the Jets playing Aaron Rodgers. You go on the road to play the the Vikings and dealing with Justin Jefferson out there in that environment. Then you come home on a short week and you got to play the stupid Broncos on Thursday night football and deal with their crap. Week seven, you're at home again. 
you're taking on the Chargers and Justin Herbert and those boys. Can the Chiefs beat the Broncos forever? Like, I know I'm going to take heat for this, but given the scenario that I've laid out here, the Chiefs 7-0 in this, coming into this game, I think this is it. I think this is the game where the Broncos finally get off the schneid. Don't get me wrong. The Chiefs are far and away the better team. The Broncos, as we mentioned in the last game, they always play the Chiefs tough. They're coming off two divisional games. They're going to be beaten and battered. They haven't lost a game all season. They're, they're hurting. They're tired. Uh, they're two weeks away from their bye. Uh, they're coming off a divisional game. And next week, they're going to friggin' Germany to play Tyree Kill and the Miami Dolphins. It just feels like that's the game. That's the game where the Broncos, like, wonky shit happens. There's, like, a strip sack or something. Everybody's off. They're flat. It's just the – I think this is the ultimate trap game on the Chiefs' schedule. Remember when they inexplicably lost to the Colts last year? They often play down to their competition. They get bored. They usually win because they're better and they've got Mahomes, but sometimes they get snake bit. It happens once or twice every season. I think Broncos country finally rides after being humiliated by the Chiefs for years, and they get a home victory over Mahomes, their first victory over Mahomes in an ugly, sloppy, and lethargic performance from the Chiefs. Broncos 26, Chiefs 23. Look, I didn't like it. I didn't like making the prediction. The last thing I want is for the Broncos to get their first win over the Chiefs after, you know, since like the Obama administration when the Chiefs are undefeated and then, you know, you'll have to, we'll have to put up with all the donkey fans, you know, who have just all this pent up rage (laughs) and rightfully so. Um, But I just think that's the one. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Chiefs move on and stay undefeated and go to eight. No, but I think that's the one. Um, Brad says Casey Chiefs, a charitable organization, give the donkeys a W. Um, Ronald says we could give this one up to the donkeys. I agree. Um, Jerome says you, you you think the Broncos have to win sometime, right? Like they're not the Chiefs are not going to be the Broncos in perpetuity. And I say this as an Ohio State fan who you know watched Ohio State. I gleefully watched Ohio State beat Michigan forever. Um, and finally, you know, Michigan's got the upper hand now. I don't think that's going to happen with the Broncos if the Chiefs lose to them. But you just can't, you just can't keep winning like that. It's an it's an unheard of streak. I think it comes to an end this season with a good coach who gets a little more out of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's running around back there like some wonky shit happens. Um, <clears throat> Angry Junk and German, what's up, buddy? He says, I don't expect Denver to win without an injury to Pat. I hope you're right. I'd love for it to go at least one more year, especially if the Chiefs won another Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be great? I just just get it. Let me say, though, take it. Take your take your licks at Broncos fans, your Broncos fans' friends, your Broncos fans' enemies on Twitter. Get them in. Enjoy this. There'll never be another run of wins like this against the Broncos again, probably in the history of the franchise, or at least in our lifetime. So enjoy it. Um, Angry Drunken German says, it's not unheard of. Brady did the same thing to his future division during his prime. Yeah, but he would lose to the Dolphins every once in a while. Like it's, it's, it's crazy to never lose to these divisional opponents. So I uh, hope I'm wrong, but I got the Chiefs falling, uh, just getting a little tired. Broncos 26, Chiefs 23. So they're seven and one heading into week nine. They're one week away from the bye, but before that, they got to haul their asses all the way over to Germany. Sunday, November 5th, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, I believe these times are all Eastern, so that means 8.30. Arrowhead time. Get up. 
get the smoker on before you go to bed on Saturday night. Uh, get some Bloody Mary mix. Do what you got to do. It's Chiefs versus the Miami Dolphins. And this one, <clears throat> uh, it's the Tyree kill game. If he's healthy, um, you know, you're going to be sick of hearing about him probably, I say, by Wednesday, maybe Tuesday of the game week. It's taking place in, in, in Germany, so, you know, it's, it's going to be early. Um, look, you know, if I'm right, and I sincerely hope that I'm not, the Chiefs are coming off a loss to the Broncos. Looking ahead to this game across the pond could, you know, could also impact that Broncos game. It comes down to Tua, right? If Tua is healthy, this has all the makings of a shootout with with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. The Dolphins just have a really dynamic offense, so it should be an incredible show for the German fans. Oftentimes, some of these games, maybe because the Jaguars were playing in them for years and years in London, they've, they've been terrible blowouts, awful games, or just bad teams playing. Um, look, man, <clears throat> the Dolphins are on the rise, uh, and it should be really explosive offensive game. But I still think the Chiefs are a much better team, and they've got a lot more experience in big games. And I think that matters in a game like this quite a bit because everyone's it's not just the Chiefs that have to travel to Germany in week uh, nine, the Dolphins have to do it too. So I like the Chiefs to head into their bye week with a win over their old pal Tyreek. He'll get his, I'm sure, uh, but it won't matter. And I think the Chiefs win pretty, pretty nicely. Chiefs 33. Dolphins 24. I think this is one of those games where Spagnolo pulls out some nice tricks, really frustrates and flusters to a um, Chris Jones to Tyreek. May God bless you. Love it. Love it. Um, Angry Drunken German says this will basically be a home game for KC. There's a ton of Chiefs fans over there. You'll see. That's right. The Chiefs are, that's one of their markets. So it is going to be like a home game for them. Um, and I, uh, I, I think the Chiefs get it done. It'll be hyped. It'll be hyped like crazy. But the Chiefs head into their bye week in week 10, um, and they're feeling good. They're 8-1. and one. We're feeling great. They're in the race for the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. All right. <clears throat> Second half of the season. Week 11, Monday, November 20th, 8-15 versus the Philadelphia Eagles. This is it, y'all. This is the most hyped game of the NFL season. It's not even close. You're going to be hearing about it, and you're going to hear about it for two weeks because the Chiefs are on a bye week. Um, so it's just going to be absolutely bananas. If, if everybody's healthy, uh, it's going to be the game of the year. Super Bowl rematch on Monday Night Football. Uh, so what more can you ask for as a football fan? Um, look, Juju's gone. <laughs> He's in, in New England now. So uh, it'll be interesting to see after Juju did all that trash talking following the Super Bowl, which I hated. I hated it. Um because I thought the Eagles were super classy about it. It'll be interesting to see if the trash talk kicks up because they're going to be getting asked all the questions, right? The young chiefs are going to be getting asked about the Super Bowl. The Eagles are going to be getting asked about the trash talking about revenge, like the Andy Reed, like all that stuff. Um, and, and, and it's going to be hard. Somebody's probably going to slip up and say something. I hope it's nobody on our side. I hope it's just like a good, clean lead up to the game with no bullshit trash talking, but you never know. Um, the bad news for the Eagles is, and look, they're both going to have bye weeks, like I said, the week before. So we all know Andy's record coming off a bye, but the Eagles are going to have a bye as well. So they'll be prepared. They know the personnel, you know, all that stuff from the Super Bowl. Uh, the bad news for the Eagles is this game's at Arrowhead Stadium. So, I mean, obviously these two teams, I think, I think they should be the, the two best teams in the NFL for the second straight season. 
Uh, Eagles loaded up in the draft. They did a great job. But I give the home team the edge here, uh, and the Eagles are going to have to wait to get their revenge. Chiefs 27, Eagles 24, and another close one. Chiefs come out on top. This feels like one of those games the Chiefs lose, you know, because they lose these these regular season games. But I think I think the Chiefs are going to want it. I think they're going to want it. It's uh, it, you know, it's a huge game. I think they pull out some of the stops in this game that they might not. And I'll get to this later against some of the other AFC teams. Uh, Jerome says KC wins. KC win more stops for KC. Philly lost a couple of coaches. Yeah, I mean, there's been some turnover there. Brad says Eagles want this so badly. If they lose, it'll kill them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's that's tough, right? The Super Bowl rematch. Um, it's it's going to be really interesting. But I just think the Chiefs, now that they've seen the Eagles, uh, the Chiefs were really good in that second half against Philly. They were really, really good. So I think they sneak this one in. I think they get it at home in the Super Bowl rematch and moved in nine and one. Talk about it. Start for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, if you're on YouTube and you're new and you haven't hit that like button yet, Hit that like button. I want to see one-to-one likes to people watching. All right, let's do it. Let's get more Chiefs fans in here to talk ball with us. Uh, Jerome says, if Patrick Mahomes is healthy, they're going to win. Um, yeah, Ronald points out the Eagles lost both coordinators. They did. There's a lot of talent over there. I'm really impressed with Jalen Hurts. All right, let's move on. Week 12, starting to, you know, Thanksgiving has come and gone. The Chiefs are 9-1, and one, and it's Sunday, November 26th at 425 Eastern, 325 Arrowhead time. At the Raiders, Las Vegas. Chiefs first time playing the Raiders. Uh, I'm not going to talk a lot about this one. I think the Raiders are going to be a mess this year. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Devontae Adams is there. He signed a big deal. He already hates it, which, you know, who can blame him? But, I mean, he, he signed a deal. It's his own fault. Uh, he went from, you know, playing with Aaron Rodgers to go and play with Derek Carr, and then Derek Carr left. So, uh, or they caught him, whatever, however, that, who cares what they're doing over there? It's a disaster. Um, I'm not scared of Jimmy G. I, I you know, I, I could see the Raiders defense being one of the worst in the NFL. I have no clue what they're doing. They don't seem to have a plan. Chiefs roll. Casey 33, Raiders 23. It might not even be that close. Chiefs win on the road against the Raiders and move to 10 and one. Uh, and we're just all rocking and rolling over here in the Chiefs kingdom thinking about another Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, Trey Young is in the chat. Uh, says Eagles 58, 51, 48 in a game of the year type game. Very interesting. Yeah, man. I mean, it could be. I scored it kind of low, um, but we could have a Super Bowl repeat with just like a ton of scoring. These these teams are really talented. Um, I, I could see a, a 51-48 game would be bananas. That would be crazy. That would be like the Chiefs-Rams game from a few years ago. Um, Ronald says, Jimmy G plus bad Raiders secondary means Chiefs roll. Agreed, Ronald. They're going to roll. All right. It's uh, week 13. The Chiefs are 10-1. and one. It's December 3rd, and it's Sunday night football. And a, a, just a sizzling matchup that everyone's going to be excited about. Again, hold on a second. Green Bay. I don't know why this game is on Sunday night football. I know the Packers are a draw, historic franchise, blah, 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 but they should be in for a terrible season. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't, don't be surprised if this game gets flexed out. That's how bad I think Green Bay could be this year. And it going up against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, if they're good, okay, it's a good game to have on Sunday Night Football because it's the Packers. But if they're bad, like, does anybody want to watch the Chiefs, 10 and 1 Chiefs, 
pummel like a three win, four win Green Bay team with a quarterback who can't throw the football. Uh, I think the Chiefs should crush the Packers, but they love to play wonky games against inferior opponents, as I've mentioned. They're coming off a blowout over the Raiders. It's late in the season. Um, you know, if they're really 10 and one entering this game, I think they'll probably be pretty bored, frankly, by the likes of the Packers. Um, so I got the Chiefs winning 24. Packers 21 in, I have this in quotes in my write-up here, one of those games. It's one of those games where they just piss us off for 60 minutes and drive us nuts, and it's like close and it shouldn't be, and they're moving the football, but like Butker misses a field goal, or they have a weird, like Pacheco fumbles, and you're like, Jesus Christ, like why are we not? We should be winning this game by three touchdowns, and we're not, but they'll be fine. Um, uh, Jay Ward says Jordan Love is going to surprise people. I don't know, man. He didn't look great. He just didn't. He hasn't looked good. I, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see the the preseason and how it goes. Um, John Satterfield, our guy John, says that uh, um, you have this record, but I'm scared if pa- uh, I'm scared that Patrick is not going to make it that far with the left tackle we have. I think they're going to be trying to kill him. I think I think the line's going to be okay. I really do. I'm concerned. I think your concerns are valid, but I think they're going to be okay. Trey Young says I actually like the Packers. Uh, but if the Chiefs lose this game, we riot. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Oh, MV Pat's here. Patrick Mahomes in the chat. With is that is that the Grim Reaper logo? I think it is. All right, uh, let's move on. Let's keep it rolling. Chiefs take care of Green Bay on the road at Lambeau on Sunday Night Football. Maybe. Okay, uh, they're eleven and one. It's Week 14. We're talking about the number one seed, which they have firmly in hand at this point. Um, as long as they don't slip up and who is coming around the bend, of course, it's the Buffalo bills on Sunday, December 10th at 425 Eastern 325 Arrowhead time at Arrowhead. They're taking on the bills. So chiefs get the bills again, because first place teams always play each other, uh, regular season game. You know, it's kind of wild to think uh, about how the Bengals kind of just swooped in and surpassed the bills as the Chiefs' primary rival in the AFC. But look, playoff wins matter more than regular season wins. And the Bills have some regular season wins against the Chiefs. They have no playoff wins. And the Bengals do. I think um, I think this is Chiefs' second loss of the season. I think the Bills get another regular season win over the Chiefs to hang their hats on. It's still a talented team. But look, I think the Chiefs hold back a little bit against teams like the Bills and the Bengals during the regular season. I'm not saying they're not trying to win. Um, but they know they're going to see these guys again. And these regular season games, they're like, they're big, big time for the Bills and the Bengals because it's the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, even though they beat them sometimes, the Chiefs are the kings of the AFC. And they're the ones who are winning the Super Bowls. And so they're always gunning for them. And these teams need to get the number one seed. So you go into this game and the Chiefs are 11 and 1. Well, they got to knock them down a peg if, if if Buffalo wants a chance at the one seed. So I think Buffalo empties the clip at the Chiefs in a game like this. And I think Andy Reid w- puts together a good game plan. He wants to win it. But Andy's not emptying the clip against the against the Bills. And we, we, we heard about it in the Bengals game, in the AFC Championship game, that Steve Spagnuolo had shit for the Bengals. And he had it, and he didn't use it in the regular season because he knew he was going to f- have to go through them to get to the Super Bowl. So I think this is one of those games. The Bills come out. It's, it's, I don't think the Chiefs are going to get blown out, but I think they're going to lose. I think the Bills win 33-27. to 27. I think the Bills are going to have a few losses this year. Um, spoiler alert, I don't have them getting the one seed. 
And so I think they're going to really need this one. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be probably a little frustrating game for us. The defense struggles a little bit. Bills win 33-27. But again, it's just the regular season. Chiefs are 11-2. and two. Everything's fine. What do you guys think? Let's hit the chat. Trey Young says, Bills 27-24 in overtime. Jerome says, Bills have to win because their division is tougher than before. That's right. Like They're going to be coming. Like They're, they're in a dogfight in the AFC East, I think, this year. Same for the Bengals in the, in the North, by the way. I'm going to get to them. Um, Doug, Doug in Kansas says, let's not break tradition. We lose by three to the Bills. Yeah, lose in the regular season. And if we meet them in the playoffs, take care of business. That would be fine with me. Um, Doug in Kansas, my guy, are, he's, 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 he's challenging Clint McKenzie for our PR guy here for the podcast, saying hit the like button. Appreciate it. Yeah, hit the like button. Let's get Chiefs fans in here. Uh, Ronald says they need Vaughn. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be an interesting season for the Bills. It's a big season for Josh Allen and the Bills, but I think they get it done against the Chiefs this year in the regular season. All right, so the Chiefs are 11-2. and two. It's week 15. Monday night football against, on December 18th, New England. Here's another head scratcher for, for the schedule makers. I know it's the Patriots, good fan base boss and all that bullshit, but like, I, I just, I, I don't think the Patriots are going to be that good. I think they're going to be the same team they were last year, middling. Uh, it's another Monday night football game for the Chiefs. I don't think it should be in prime time, but it is. Uh, this will not be flexed because it's Monday night football. Patriots don't have a quarterback, in my opinion. So I think they're going to be the same team as they were last year. Uh, they'll be pesky because of Belichick. He's had he's done good game plans against Mahomes, um, but I just don't think they're going to have enough offensive firepower to win this one, despite being at home in front of a national audience. Chiefs are coming off a loss. I think uh, Chiefs get it, and a little bit of a lower scoring game for the Chiefs. Chiefs twenty three, Patriots sixteen. KC moves to twelve and two. Any objections to that? Trey says Chiefs win thirty five to ten. Um, Tungsten says two L's chiefs hater, definitely a hater, not Homer in over here. Um, uh, chiefs beat the cheaters 28 to 20 says our guy, Jerome. Uh, all right, let's dive into the next round of games here. Um, it's the chiefs are 12 and two. The season's coming to an end. It's week 16 and the chiefs, do they play back to back Monday night football games? Do I have this right? Oh yeah. Cause it's Christmas day or it's not Monday night football. Um, uh, week 16, Monday, December 25th. I'm double-checking this. I want to make sure I've got this right. Uh, do, 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 December is is it? Yeah, Monday, Christmas Day. So it's a primetime game without being a primetime game. Um, it, on Monday, December 25th, Chiefs play Las Vegas at noon, Arrowhead time, 1 p.m. Uh, you know, what more can you ask for a Christmas present than watching Chiefs complete a season sweep of the Raiders? Prediction, the Chiefs, uh, they've got the AFC West locked up by now, uh, but they're entering playoff mode as they look to secure the number one seed in the AFC playoffs, and they win their second game in a row. Same result as last time. Literally, Chiefs 33, Raiders 23. They're going to have the same score again. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, KCDC says 14-0 and at this point. Uh, Trey Young says Chiefs win 3,000-0. Uh, Kip says Kelsey gets another four touchdowns. Wouldn't that be lovely? Um, yeah, sign me up. Hit that like button on YouTube. There's a sh- stragglers out there. Not uh, not hitting the like button. Um, Ronald says no Raiders bus ride around Arrowhead. Indeed. Okay, so the Chiefs are 13-2. and two. That is awesome. It's week 17. We got two games to go. 13-2. and two. 
Sunday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. So they play on Christmas. They play on New Year's Eve. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble with the family this year because I'm not going to be around. 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 Arrowhead versus the Bengals, the AFC Championship Game rematch. So we get an AFC Championship Game rematch. We get an AFC Divisional Game rematch this year. We get a Super Bowl rematch. Pretty cool. Uh, Chiefs-Bengals, it's the best rivalry the NFL is going right now. And it wasn't a rivalry until the Chiefs got off the schneid and finally beat the Burrow-led Bengals in the AFC Championship game. Look, I don't care as much about regular season victories between these two teams, but the fact that these two teams are one and one against each other in AFC Championship games alone makes this game a must-watch for pretty much. If you're any NFL fan, you're tuning in for this one on New Year's Eve. Um, This is a big one. You add in the trash talk, the stuff with the mayor, Kelsey and the jabroni, like all that stuff. Um, It just just has the makings of a years-long brawl between two of the NFL's best because with all due respect to Josh Allen, who I think is excellent, I think Burrow's better, and I think his game translates better to just a long career in a like Manning Brady situation with Mahomes. So this game's in an interesting spot. You know, it's late in the season and that could mean uh, that it's, you know, it's, it's a game that's the de facto number one seed in the AFC game or because it's so late, it could end up being meaningless if one of the two teams falters a few times during the year. So the Chiefs, in my scenario, they're thirteen and two. At that, at that record, they could potentially have the top seed locked up by New Year's Eve with that kind of record. But, or like, what if the Bengals enter this game and and, and say they're eleven and four with the second best record in the AFC because the AFC is strong, teams are knocking each other off. You don't have a lot of outstanding like record-wise teams. So the Chiefs are 13 and 2, and then the Bengals come in and they're 11 and 4. So if that's the case, right? Um the Chiefs could be looking at this game and being like, all right, you know, we're, we're, we're close to locking up the number number one seed. Maybe they have. Um should they show Cincy anything in this game? What if what if Cincy has five losses coming into this game? Better yet. So at that point, they can't catch the Chiefs, even if they beat them. So if the Bengals are locked into the number two seed and the Chiefs are looking really good for the one seed, why should the Chiefs show them anything? The Bengals might need to win to hold on to the two seed. Maybe they're not locked in. So it's a weird spot. It's probably going to be for the number one seed in the AFC. But in my scenario, and I'm looking at the North and what the Bengals have to deal with, I don't know, man. I could see this being a game where the Chiefs come in and they're looking good. They've got the number one seed and they don't need to show the Bengals anything and the Bengals need it. And I think that might be what happens. And I think the Bengals will win 26, 24 over the Chiefs because the Chiefs are 13 and two and they're looking good. And Andy's like, I'm just not, I'm not showing you anything. And so it becomes another close game and Bengals fans are talking their shit. And they're coming into the chat, you know, and trolling us and talking about how last year was a fluke and they're going to win the Super Bowl finally because they've never won a Super Bowl. That's how I think it's going to go. I think they're going to lose to them again. I think it's going to drive us all nuts as Chiefs fans because they're going to be going, oh, four and one. And, you know, like regular season games matter. 
Um, let's see what you guys think. Uh, John says, I think this is the year the Chiefs turn it around. Chiefs 35-28. You could be right, man. I'm just kind of playing with a scenario here, and I hope not. I don't want to listen to Bengals fans like throwing that record around. Um, Tungsten says three L's. Oh, the travesty hater. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think I think this could be another close one. I think they'll all be close with the Bengals probably unless somebody gets hurt. Um, so the Chiefs could win here, but, I mean, they're 13-2. and two. you got to lose to somebody. <clears throat> Why not the Bengals? They're a good team. Um, okay, so the Chiefs fall to 13-3, and three, and we're going into week 18. It's Sunday, January 7th, TBD on the time, on the road against the Chargers. Now, I'm sure the schedule makers, when they put this together, they were thinking, yeah, man, this could be for the AFC West. No way. No way, man. Um, I don't see it happening. I don't see the Chargers being in it for the AFC West at this point. That's going to be long decided. Um, and this Week 18 game is it, just like the Bengals game. It could mean everything or it could mean nothing. But I'm sticking to the script here, and that means that the Chargers will be the Chargers and the Chiefs will already have the number one seed locked up. My prediction is that Blaine Gabbert gets the start while Mahomes and Kelsey rest. The Chargers, being the Chargers, probably need to win this game to get in the playoffs, so they're actually trying to win, and they do. Chargers 27, Chiefs 16. So that's two losses the end, to end the season for the Chiefs going into the playoffs, but as the number one seed in my scenario. Um, you know, I... Yeah, I, that's just how I see it going. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like the idea of the Chiefs backing into the playoffs on two losses, even though one of them is a loss that you know they didn't care about, um, that they weren't trying to win the game necessarily uh, by not playing their starters. Um, but it just it's the way they made the schedule. Those are two big games right at the very end of the year. And when I look at the Chiefs schedule in its totality, so of course let's 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 get to it here. I've got the Chiefs finishing the season thirteen and four with the number one seed. Two losses coming down at the end, one of them being meaningless. I just think the Chiefs are going to come out of the gate hot. I think it's going to be a similar season to when they went 14-2 and after they won the Super Bowl, and then they went back to the Super Bowl, and they lost to New England. Last year, <clears throat> they were still really good. They only lost four games, and they played a very hard schedule. They were transitioning without Tyreek, new players, new offense, all that stuff. They are going to have some new players and stuff, but I think the defense is going to be better this year than it was last year. I think the offense is going to be even more efficient. There's a less of a learning curve, and I just think they're going to be on a, a, just a mission, like a business, like a year-long business trip for the Chiefs. And I think the beginning of that schedule is very favorable for Kansas City, and I think they're going to win a lot of games, as I outlined. They're going to be undefeated for a long time. They slip up against the Broncos. If you think I'm wrong about that, fine. They sweep the Broncos again, and, and you know they slip up somewhere later, and they beat the Bengals. Same result, though. I think the Chiefs finish 13-4. and four. It gets them the one seed because I think some of those other teams that, are, that we think right now are going to be really competing with them. I know it seems crazy, too. Like You've got the Chiefs losing to the Bengals and the, and the, and the Bills, but those teams don't win the one seed. Yeah, I don't think so. It's happened before. Um, so here's how I see it finishing out. I think the Chiefs finish at 13 and four. They're the one. Your two seed is the Bengals. They win the AFC North, but they finish 12 and five. I think they've got their hands full this year. Lamar's coming back to the Ravens. Okay. 
he's a force in the regular season. I think they got a good shot at knocking off the Bengals. The Steelers, Hall of Fame head coach, in my opinion, and Mike Tomlin. Court, young quarterback going into his second year. They still managed to win, you know, uh, be around 500 last season. <clears throat> good, good team. They take a step forward. They could be trouble because it's Pittsburgh and they're always hanging around. The Browns, Deshaun Watson, does he return to form? Because that's a good team. I think they won seven games last year and they didn't have a quarterback for most of the season. And Watson wasn't good when he did come in. But now he's got a training camp with this team. He's shaking off the rust. We know he's a good quarterback when he's on his game. I don't think I don't have the Browns making the playoffs, but they're they're they they beat the Bengals last year without Deshaun Watson. They lost when he started against the Bengals. So look out for the Browns. They're they're running the football. I think they have I like Kevin Stefanski. I know a lot of Browns fans don't. I think he's a good coach. So I think the Bengals have their hands full. And then of course they got to play the Chiefs in a first place schedule. So I don't think it's crazy to think that the Bengals could lose five games as good as they are. And in that scenario, the Chiefs easily lock up the one seed if my predictions come true. So the Bengals are 12 and five. The Bills are right there with them. I got the Bills at 12 and five, and they have the same situation. Playing in the AFC East. Now they got to deal with Aaron Rodgers twice on the Jets. If Tua comes back and is healthy, the Bengals are dangerous offensively. So that's a tricky division if you're Buffalo and you always have to worry about Belichick and the Patriots, although I do think the Bills will sweep them again. But they could sneak in there. And the Bills got to play the Chiefs. They got to play a first-pace schedule. So, again, I think it's going to be tough for the Bills. The Chiefs, they're facing what a lot of people thought the Chiefs were going to be facing last year, which is like, oh, upstart Raiders team because they got Devontae Adams and Russell Wilson comes over. So that could happen, right? Like the Brown, like the Watson could suck and the Browns could not be any good. And the Ravens could take a step backwards. And, you know, but I think those teams are going to step up. I think there's going to be really competitive divisions. So that's how I have it. I got the Chiefs at 13 and four. They're the uh, they're the one. I got the Bengals at 12 and five. I think they beat the Bills and they win the tiebreaker. I got the Bills as the three seed winning the East still. Uh, but as a, a, another 12 and five record. And then your four seed is Jacksonville, who I, I have going 11 and six. I don't think they're going to be crazy better than they were last year, but their division is just atrocious. So I think they're going to run away with it. I think the Titans are going to be terrible. Texans are going to be terrible. It's going to be an easy victory. Uh, so they're going to they're going to sweep the division. That's going to be six wins right there. They finish 11 and six, get the four seed by winning their division. So who are the wild cards? I went back and forth on this because some of those teams that I mentioned, like the Dolphins, um, the, the the Browns, you the Chargers, the Patriots, the Steelers. There's a lot of teams that you're going to see that log jam of records at the end of the year where you're like, oh, man, who's going to get in? They're all around 500 or a little below or a little above. Who's it going to be? It's going to come down to tiebreakers because they added this extra spot. Um, so here's how I got it going. It's going to be the Ravens as the five seed. I'm, I'm bullish on the Ravens this year. I think Labar, Labar comes back with a vengeance. He's super talented. They just eat regular season games. That's what they do. They're well coached. And I think they're going to cause problems in the North for the Bengals. They get the five seed. I don't have a record prediction for these teams, but, uh, six seed went back and forth on this one. I'm going to go with the Jets. He's just Aaron Rodgers. I still think he's got enough left in the tank, and I think they've got enough talent. I could totally see that flaming out and not working uh, and then missing the playoffs, but 
I think they get in there with the extra with the extra wild card spot and stuff. I, I think they could be the sixth seed, and then seven. It could be honestly the seven seed. It could be anybody, man. Like it could be the Patriots. It could be the Browns. Um, but I think it's going to be the Chargers. I think they're going to get back in. I think they're going to struggle at times this year because they're basically running it back. And I'm not a believer in their coach, but I think out of those teams that I mentioned, I think they have the best quarterback and they're going to get the seven seed again. And they're going to have to go and play the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs. The Bills will take on the Jets. Uh, so they'll play for the third time. And then you'll get Ravens, Jaguars. I think the Ravens will beat the Jaguars. I'm not going all the way to the Super Bowl with this. There's plenty of time for that. So that's all I have at Chiefs, 13 and four. Bengals, two seed. Bills, three. Jaguars, four. Ravens, five. Jets, six. Chargers, seven. What I get wrong? Let me have it in the chat. Uh, Kip says, I think Pittsburgh will beat Cincinnati. I do too. I think they'll, I think they'll knock them off one game. I really do. Um, Kip says Mahomes is always hot at the end of the year. Um, he is. Angry Drunken German says 15 and 2. I think Casey has a chance at perfection and dropped two games in the last six weeks. I agree with you, Angry Drunken German. I think the beginning of the season, they're going to come out of the gate strong. I really, I don't think they're going to have that early season stumble like they did last year. This is this is a team coming off a Super Bowl victory. They've been there before, well coached, best quarterback in the league. Pacheco is going to be better. All those rookies from last year on defense are going to be better. Like, I just think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be really good this year. I think that this year's Chiefs team will be the best team of Patrick Mahomes' career contingent upon the receivers working out the way that they have it and the tackles. If those guys, if the tackles are average, and the receivers are as good as the group was last year, and I think they can be, maybe even better because I, I'm, I'm big on Kadarius Tony having a breakout if he could stay on the field. I think this is the most talented team that Patrick Mahomes will have had with all due respect to Tyreek Hill because I think the defense is going to be really strong. I think Karloftis is going to make the leap. I think Felix is going to be like Karloftis was last year. Um, I think Chris Jones is going to be Chris Jones. Bolton... Bolton could start moving into like, can he get a second team all pro? Um, I think he's that good. So Doug in Kansas says we'll win another trophy, uh, another Super Bowl again. That's just the way it is. Um, Jerome says agree. Best team for Chiefs because of the D. That's what it is. They've invested so much in this defense over and over and over again. I just think they're going to be really, really good. All right, um, make sure you hit that like button. We got one more segment to get to before we get out of here. I know it's a little bit of a longer show, but I mean, for goodness sake, I predicted in great detail every game of the Chiefs season. Um, Ronald says defense continues to be fast and now smarter than last year. Agree, agree. Tungsten says I can see 15 and two. I love it, guys. I think it's going to be a great season. I'm pumped up. I think this is like big time legacy building dominance. Mahomes. Reed, Kelsey, Super Bowl number three. Like, I am all, I am here for it. We'll see how it all plays out. It's still early. Injuries, all that stuff can happen. But I'm very excited about what Brett Veach has been building here. I think this is, this may be Brett Veach's masterpiece. If Tony becomes a thousand yard wide receiver with all his talent and this defense becomes like a top 10 defense, what if they become a top 10 defense? Holy shit. They're going to be really good. They're going to be really, really good. Okay, um, 
Last segment here. It's a new segment. This is like the third time we're doing it. Have a little bit of fun. It's Patty's Power Rankings, movie theater snacks edition. And at this time, I'm very excited to bring in my guy, producer Richard. He's going to join me and we are going to rank. What's up, man? What's up? Are you in it? Have you changed up your room? I feel like no, nope. different than the last time I've seen it. I mean, yeah, maybe this is no, the last time you've seen it. Not new it, curtains. Same curtains. I don't. What, I don't. What's this that, is new. I got a little new doll. Back there? Got a. I got the. I got the tox. I got the Toxic Avenger Part Four poster in the background. That's Toxic Avenger. Dude, Toxic Avenger is crazy. I've not seen Toxic Avenger Part Four though. Yeah, it's signed by Lloyd Kaufman and the producer uh, Michael Hurts. Oh, so, is that your favorite Toxic Avenger? Is it the yes, fourth? Yes, it is. It is indeed. It's an <laughs> awful film. I do want to put a little pat, a little disclaimer. <laughs> awful film. Do not think Richard's viewpoints or beliefs are. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, it's a. I mean, you're talking to a guy who's a big fan of the movie Ginger Dead Man. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Doug, Doug in Kansas says, "Rich the badass." Richard keeps the show moving, y'all. Thanks, Doug. We, we we can't do it without him. So um, let's do this, man. I wanted to rank movie theater popcorn because. I or not movie theater popcorn, movie theater snack because I'm a big movie guy. I love going to the movies. I watch them at home. I try to create the theater experience here in my house, and I get out to Alamo Draft House all the time, AMC, wherever the Music Box in Chicago, uh, which I know you've been to. Great movie theater. Go to the movies, y'all. Keep keep movie theaters going. Uh, there's nothing like watching the movie with an audience. So we're going five to one here. Best snacks at the concession stand at a movie theater. Uh, Richard, you want to kick us off? Yeah, we're going to go back and forth, I assume? Yeah, Fives. let's go okay. back and forth. All right, my five. Uh, this is a recent one within the last few years. I think I was at one of the reels, and uh, I, I didn't want to get in line. Line was too long, so I went to the little uh, those little vending machines in the hallways, and I got okay. Chewy Sprees. And I realized I really enjoy Chewy Sprees. I have a lean towards, uh, what do you call it, like those fruit flavors, you know, those. those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Chewy Sprees, that's my go-to one. It's just, it's real nice. It's easy for like, a quarter to a dollar, you just get a whole yeah. big cup of them, and that's that's sometimes all I need, especially if I want to skip the line. You, you'll find this out in my rankings. I'm not a big fruit guy, like when that's it comes fair. to candy. I like I wasn't like a Jolly Rancher dude. Like I just never, but like uh, I'm a savory. You know, give me chocolate and all that stuff. I have two things to say before I start my list. The first is that Twizzlers are absolute garbage. I I don't understand how any human being. It's like plastic. They're terrible. I don't like licorice, period. Like black licorice is even worse. But like just my wife likes Twizzlers and she gets them sometimes. And like, I just can't help myself. You know, like I'll see him sitting there. She'll be like, you want a Twizzler? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. And like, I know I'm going to hate it, but I I eat it anyway. And every time I do, I'm like, God, this is awful. It's like, it's not even like food. It looks like you could use it to like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like as rope or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's just not and it's all it's lightly flavored rope yeah shiny it feels like when i eat it it feels like it feels like i'm eating something i shouldn't be eating like i decided to take a bite out of one of my 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 mini blinds or something yeah yeah i took a bite out of a power cord that was like maybe a little old so it has a little flavoring to it right yeah 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 and and there this is this is this is causing a a, a, a ruckus in the chat Phelps says yo the twizzlers blasphemy is a no-no patrick and, and Tungsten says Patrick is correct on that. Now, here's my second issue. This is your um, spoiler alert. You're not going to find this on my list. And it's nachos at the movie theater. Now, let me be clear about something. I love nachos. I like, I like tortilla chips of all kinds. Give me any kind of Mexican salsa, guacamole, hot. 
mild. I'm I'm here for it. It is a it is a gift from heaven as far as I'm concerned. The nachos at the movie theater are the worst. They buy the cheapest nachos. And even those chips like kind of have a, like a little bit of an appeal, like in a nostalgic way, but they're those round, they're always those shitty round nachos. And the, and, and the like, the cheese, what, first of all, I don't even think it's probably can be called cheese. No, it's probably got cheese. Yeah. With, with different spelling. Cheese product or yeah. something that they have to like, it's like, it's like, it looks like nuclear waste. It's horrible. It tastes like absolute garbage. The chips are always stale. Mm-hmm. That cheese is disgusting. And it's impractical. It is not practical. Nachos are not a practical movie. You're sitting in the dark, for God's sake. So like you're, you're eating this terrible, and people love them. They order them. You're eating this terrible food with this toxic waste on top of it, and you're spilling it all over yourself because you can't see what you're doing. Uh, it's just, it's just, an, it's just a no go for me. It's not on my list. I know they're really popular, but I just don't think it makes sense in a movie theater. Would you agree? Uh, I agree. I never, I don't eat any of the warm food. I don't eat the hot dogs. I don't eat. I've seen burgers. I don't eat any of that stuff. I mean, maybe it's an Alamo Draft House and you can get better quality food. Yeah, but like yeah. when I'm at a Regal or a Century or an AMC, I don't touch that stuff. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's off the, it, it's off the board. Yeah, Alamo's got like a kitchen. So like yeah. they can make like a real like even the pre- like pretzel a pretzel could be safe but they're going to serve you that same bullshit toxic waste cheese. Yeah. So I'm out on it. So that I just wanted to preface my list with with all of that rant. You're not um, seeing that okay. on my list. <laughs> yeah. Right, no nachos. So number 5 I'm coming in. This might surprise some people. Snow caps. I love snow caps. This is a classic movie it should be even if people don't want it it should be at every movie theater concession stand and behind the glass. It's beautiful, semi-sweet chocolate, small little bits. You, you know, you can you can really make them last the whole movie, just like a little little treat, little treat one at a time. And the the what you do with the snow caps is you pour them in your popcorn and you and you mix it up. And now you have like the butter and the salt, and then you get like a little bit of semi-sweet chocolate, not too sweet. It's just right. It's perfect. It's small enough that you can get it with a with a pot. That's the way to go. Snow caps number five for me. Almost put them higher. All right. I've never had a snow cap, by the way. I've, I have didn't even know that they were chocolate. I mean, I guess I could tell, but I didn't know what they their flavor profile was. So bittersweet chocolate. I could try that out. Yeah, they're, they're like little chocolate chips and they have these white things on top of them that have like mm-hmm. no flavor, but they're like sprinkles, but they give it like a crunch. So it's just like, it's just, I, there's nothing else like it. I don't know anybody. I've never seen a, another human being eat snow caps anywhere but inside a movie theater. Like I don't even hardly see them. I don't th- notice notice them in the in the grocery in the store. Yeah, um, they belong in the movie theater. That is that is where that is their element. Uh, all right, all right. Number four for you. Number four. Uh, this is the only savory. So I, I was looking at mine. Yes, I am a very artificial fruit flavoring sort of guy. Only savory cookie dough bites. They're little. Oh. They're per- yes. So you got the chocolate for anyone that's never tried them. They're like chocolate thin chocolate layering on the outside. On the inside, it's it's a cookie dough that you can eat. It's you know it's not it doesn't have like actual egg in it. Perfect. If you're a fan of eating cookie dough straight out of the thing, which is dangerous, uh, you'll love cookie dough bites. I don't care if it does have raw egg in it. I'm I don't care either. I, I, I go to town care. every time. I'll bring I'll bring a bowl of cookie dough to the theater if I could. But uh, yeah. cookie dough bites are my go-to. That's my favorite savory movie theater snack. Some things are worth dying for, Richard. And I have a confession to make. I, I have never had the cookie dough bites. I've Those seen them a couple of times. They're not at every theater I go to. 
Mm-mm. I've seen them a couple of times. I need to rectify that the next time I'm at the movie theater, but it's hard because when I buy candy, I usually buy snow caps or something else that's on my list later, which I'll get to. So it's it's hard for me to make the leap, but it needs to be done. Cookie dough, infallible. We'll do stuff. a switch. We'll do a switch. I'll try oh, your yeah, snow yeah. caps. Yeah. yeah, it's a good idea. We'll have to, we'll have to catch, a, catch a movie together. Okay. All right. So number uh, four for me is Nestle's Bunch of Crunch. Have you had these? I have had those. Those are bomb. So damn good. Yeah. So satisfying. A billion calories, but who, like who cares? Also good. Also good with the popcorn. Not the same thing as the snow caps, but I love the bunch of crunch. If I'm going for, you know, for me, it's all about candy and popcorn at the movies. Um, and so Nestle's bunch of crunch, absolutely fantastic, um, is my number four. All right. Number three. This is a big one. We're getting into the big leagues. Yeah, we're getting there. And this one's a weird one. I, I, I don't know if you can find these anywhere, or at least you, I can only get these at like century theaters that do the big candy bins where you can like pick how many candies you want, put them in a bag. They weigh them by the pound, at, you know, at the, yeah. at the register. I'm a fan of strawberry sour belts. I love sour candy. I love fruit, artificial fruit flavored candies. These are perfect. I'll get like maybe a quarter pound bag and that's all I need. Sometimes, I mean, that's, I love sour belts. You're, you're the, you're the, you're the sugary, soury candy guy. I get it. Um, yeah. I can't. I can't imagine. I don't think I've ever been to one of those centuries where they have the like you make your own candy thing. I just at some of the theaters in the cities that I've lived in, I feel like that'd just be absolute chaos. Like the one I go to down here is just like a complete. Like they have the they have the Coke machine, you know, where you can select like whatever drink you want and, and do your own popcorn butter, and it's always just a complete disaster over there. Mm-hmm. The floor is like horribly sticky. There's there's straw wrappers all over the place. There's butter and oil and napkin. It's just I can't imagine people like s- scooping things into plastic bags. And now in the last few years, I don't think they want people touching like candy yeah. that other people. Are. I, so that's why I think I don't think they do them anymore, but I'm still putting on my list. If I can find a place that has sour belts, just I'll do it. Uh, even if they have a candy store outside, let's just not say we're sneaking things in, but we're sneaking things in sometimes. Oh, I'm pro sneaking things in. I yeah. need the sour belt. So yeah. what's your three? Smart move. Smart move. Okay. My three is uh, I need a beverage when I go to see a movie. Um, I'm going to eat a lot of sugar and, and salt. So, uh, look, if it's a theater that has beer, I'm going beer. My go-to is, uh, a Daisy cutter. I love a, a Daisy cutter and, and movie theater snack food, um, from half acre, very good beer. Check it out. Um, if you can get it, uh, or soda, I'm a big soda guy. I like soda. I'll go diet because I want to, I want the biggest one they have you know, so that I have to, so that I have to like pee for the rest of the evening to, to wash down all the popcorn and such. So like I go diet. Cause I'm like, the last thing I need is like a 32 ounce or a 64 ounce, like 10,000 calorie Dr. Pepper. But, uh, I love soda and popcorn. I'm going Dr. Pepper. If I can get it diet, Dr. Pepper, uh, after that, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Pepsi guy. Sprite is underrated. So beer or soda is my number three. Okay. All right. At this point, you're going to start noticing our top threes are kind of similar because uh, yeah. my number two is just the same. Uh, no beer, though, because what we're doing is we're pairing things. We're pairing things with my number one. So I do need mm-hmm. a soda. I am a, a Coke guy. I'll do Coke. I'll do Dr. Pepper if we have Pepsi products. Uh, it has to be something like that. And then or an icy. It's got to be sweet. We're talking sweet yeah. flavorings here. So, uh, yeah, love my love me an icy sometimes. So that's that's an on, on some special occasions. I loved that call out and I, I forgot about Icy's. That's another like classic movie theater thing, the red and blue Icy's. Mm-hmm. Um, when I grew up, we used to, you know, we, we shopped at Kmart 
Do you remember, like, did you guys have Kmart's out in California? Of course. Uh, I, it was pretty national, I guess. Um, do you remember the snack bar? Like, they used to have a snack bar. You're a little no. bit younger than me. so I mean, I went to a Kmart, but I'd never, mm-hmm. maybe ours didn't have snack bars. Uh, explain yeah. this. I would love to this know. This was a thing. Kmart. So there, there, was a, there was a, if I could, like, go back in time, I would go to Hill's department store. This was, like, an, an Ohio thing. I'm sure it was other places, too. But um, they also had a snack bar. And these, they used to, you would walk in and like, this was a thing in like the early nineties, maybe late eighties. And they had these snack bars with like little booths. And they usually had like, it was like movie theater food. Like they'd have like a pretzel, hot dogs, and they'd have a soda and like icy machine. And so you'd walk into the store and you'd be like, oh my God, like it just smelled so good. If you wanted a snack, you know, they hit you with that popcorn smell. Um, But they always had the ices. And my mom and my grandma used to take me, we'd go to Kmart and they'd buy me one of those ICs. But I think before they realized what sugar did to a, a person with a personality similar to mine. Um, and like after that, I got cut off. But like there was a stretch there where I would get an icy like once a week on Thursdays. And I was probably just a complete maniac for like the whole weekend. <laughs> so damn good. They're so good. And I haven't had one forever. The next time I see one, I'm getting it out. I'm 7-Eleven. Maybe 7-Eleven has them still. Yeah. Oh, they still have them. So do. good. The Great brand. choice. I'll let you take away the number one. It's it's both okay. our number ones. I mean, what what the hell? We're gonna say the Let's same thing. Yeah, number one. Uh, oh wait, did I? I didn't do two. You didn't do two. So yes, yes. go go okay, to two. go in two and one, please. Okay, <laughs> number two. If you if you're a fan of the show, you know what's coming. It's Reese's Pieces, far and away superior to M and M's. If there is anybody out there that thinks M and M's of any variety is better than Reese's Pieces, just unsubscribe from the show because you're just gonna get annoyed all the time. Reese's Pieces is the goat, I think, movie theater candy. I know some people like Junior Mints and some of those things. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. Reese's Pieces, the peanut butter, you have some popcorn. It's fine with soda. It's fine with beer. It works with everything. Uh, It's crunchy, not going to melt. Fantastic. Better than M&M's. If you want chocolate, eat snow caps, not M&M's. If you want peanut butter and chocolate, you're going Reese's Pieces. So that's my number two. Are you a Reese's Pieces guy? I love them. I do. I, I mean, it was it's hard. It was hard to to balance out my list and not include things like Reese's Pieces or I considered snow ca- uh, not snow caps, Junior Mints. I do like Junior Mints, but they have that issue where you'll occasionally get like five broken ones in there. So you, when you reach your hands in, you come yeah. out with just like that minty sauce, and it's just yeah. and then you don't have a napkin and you feel like an idiot for the rest of the day. Yeah. So I don't like them. I can't. Yeah, you know. Angry Drunken German gets it. Reese's Pieces is by far the best candy, period. It's, it's That's Jerome says peanut M&M's. Come on, Patrick. I could get out of here with this peanut. I don't want peanut M&M's. It's a different flavoring for the peanut. No, I'd rather go I'd, I'd rather go with regular M&M's or peanut M&M's. I like peanuts, but I'm just I keep keep the separation of church and state. If I'm getting anything peanut in my candy, it better be Reese's peanut butter in Reese's Pieces. Talking Kansas is Arrowhead Act, the Food Network. It is the off season. What do you want us to do? Uh, we give you like an hour and 20 minutes of Chiefs talk. Um, all right. And lastly, of course, number one for both of us is popcorn, the goat of the movie theater. I wrote <laughs> I wrote popcorn with obscene amounts of butter and salt. Richard wrote agree on butter and salt. Um, so, you know what I've learned over the years? And I didn't know this when I was younger because I'd, I'd like slather on the butter, like especially in high school, like when I wasn't worried about having a heart attack like I am now, like mm-hmm. To the point where it like leaked through the bottom Oof. of the thing. Like I really went for it. I loved when when they would have the stand where you could put your on, and I still do. It's you dangerous. don't need as much of that butter if you have enough salt. 
it's all about the salt. The salt yeah, brings yeah. out the butter flavor. And I've really only learned this like in the last like seven years or so, I'm, I'm ashamed to say. And the trick, the problem with the movie theater is that when you buy the big pop, big tub of popcorn and you should, you can get that butter all throughout it because it'll leak down. But like you just can't get the salt down to the rest of it. And there's no way to do it unless they like give you like two buckets so that you can like do a pair. So my recommendation, so I, I like the places that have the salt packets. Because then okay. you can load up a handful of those. And then as you're going, you're like, once it starts to not, not taste good, you you more salt. Or I'm not ashamed to say I have brought my own salt shaker to the movies before. That's what I was going to recommend. I bought a camping salt shaker. So it's it's a salt and pepper shaker that like seals off so it doesn't spill. And it's portable. It's the size of like a, like a, a pack of gum. And I keep that with me if I go to theaters. Just pour the salt on. Smart. You're, 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 you're a smart man. Yeah. Somebody's talking about heart attacks. Angry Drunk German says, fats don't cause heart attacks. Sugar, high carbs, and cholesterol do. Well, what about every, I mean, carbs in the popcorn. There's sugar in the popcorn. There's sugar in my drink. Well, I go diet. So Everything fake I'm sugar, that's probably not sugar. good for me. Yeah, it's all yeah. sugar. I guess he's saying maybe it's like, it's not the butter. It's not the butter that's doing it. Yeah. Well, that gives you cholesterol though, right? I don't know. I just don't want to die young. So I got to start running it back. It's all my favorite things are, are perfectly designed to kill me. I'm like red meat guy alcohol guy and then like sweet guy like i've got it all i'm not one of those people that's like oh I, you know i like salty i don't like sweet no like i want it all like i literally just ate an entire dairy queen ice cream cake Ooh. Uh, mag had two slices to Patrick. be fair she had two slices uh but we got one for my birthday and i just polished it off last night Ooh. don't care don't regret it it was fantastic like if i'm gonna go that's what i want to go i want to go eat in a dairy queen ice cream cake that fudge mm-hmm. crunchy center oh my god this incredible. incredible incredible all right guys we're i'm i'm i've kept poor richard who has a life unlike me uh an hour just and did 30 20 minutes. minutes we just did 20 minutes on movie theater snacks I 20 minutes yeah, i was like oh it'll be a five minute <laughs> segment um <laughs> i hope <laughs> you guys you. liked it yeah i hope you guys enjoyed the show uh, i spent a lot of time going through the schedule tried to bring some actual you know stats and and things for you um i if you if you didn't get a chance to participate live DM me on uh, on Twitter. I'm at rpatrickallen. Uh, send me a message. My DMs are open. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the show, the schedule, things you think we can improve around here. Um, or if you're one of our members, I see in the Discord. Let me have it. Um, I didn't see all you guys here today. I'm, I'm gonna be. You're gonna hear from me. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much. This was a really fun show. Uh, we got a great lineup of guests coming up in the next few weeks. We're gonna have uh, Arrowhead Addicts, Lyle Graverson. Uh, BJ Kissel from KCSN is going to be joining us. Of course, Matt Verderen will be back at some point. So buckle up. It's the off season. We're going to have a lot of fun. Appreciate your support. You guys are the diehards. You guys are the ones that keep the Arrowhead Attic Podcast going, along with Richard, of course. So thank you so much. Um, we're going to get out of here. You guys have a great, great weekend. We'll see you next week with our regular slate of shows. But until then, for Richard Durante, for the rest of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast crew, my name is Patrick Allen. We'll see you next week. And until then, as always, go Chiefs. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.